You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where we have one goal in mind. It's to find the best thinkers, coaches, anyone in dentistry to give you some advice, some insight, so you create a better practice and a better life. And we do exactly that today with Jenny Poulos. And we talk about one of the important subjects in dentistry. It's called burnout. We show you how to spot it and how to take action when it's happening. Please listen to this podcast. I know you'll enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast, where if you're a dentist or a dental professional, or you work in this great profession of dentistry, our goal here is to get you great information so that you enjoy going to work. And the burnout thing is big. It's really big. Maybe for some of, some of you listening, it's not so big, but for some of you, maybe it is big. And today we're going to be talking about possible causes of burnout in dentistry, and what you can do about it with an amazing coach, one of the leaders here. Her name is Jenny Poulos. Jenny, thanks for being on. Absolutely, Kirk. I'm so happy to be here. Love when we get to chat. I'm really excited that we're going to talk about this today. Um, it's something that's so important and so real in our society. And in the healthcare profession, burnout is actually something that people experience more often and at ACT. We believe, embrace, and live the motto of a better practice and a better life. And that is something that helps us avoid, work through, not have burnout. So I'm excited to kind of share this with people today. I am too. And you shared with me, which I did not know, the World Health Organization actually classified this. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's... Um, it was during COVID, I believe. Um, I don't know the exact year, but the, the World Health Organization has officially classified burnout as a medical condition. People often say like, oh, it's just stress. It's just being tired. It's just, it's just fatigue. You just need to reset and relax. And, and that's not true. It, it is an official medical condition that affects your mental and physical health. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's critically important that you, you know, when you feel this, call it out 
and then diagnose it properly. But this is such a great profession. That's what I want you to know if you're listening. What makes it a bad profession from anyone's perspective, usually it's something related to what we're going to be talking about today. People come up to me and go, I don't know if I would tell my kids to get into dentistry. And I always say, why? And then they tell me why. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never practice like that. So if anything, if you're listening, we want you guys to go away with a better mindset, a better framework, a better way of thinking about how you go to work. So Jenny, let's talk about some of these things. Now, a couple things is we're not just making these things up. I'll just say this about burnout. You know, people like to use the whole, well, purpose, the lack of purpose creates burnout. That is true. But we want to go into the actual details of it. I think when you're purposeful going to work, that's one thing. And you should go to work with a purpose. If you don't, if you don't enjoy dentistry or you don't like serving people, you just pick the wrong profession. But my guess is most people listening, they did pick the right profession. It's the factors that you experience on a daily basis that really exacerbate the burnout. So let's talk about the first one. So Jenny, um, what are some of the possible causes of job burnout? Sure. I, one of the first and more, most important things is, uh, is unclear expectations existing in your workplace, in your day-to-day. Um, this is one that we can actually have a lot of control over for both ourselves and our team members. Um, we can take action on this one right away. And it really can cause horrible days when we don't know what to expect, when we have no predictability, it's, it, it can be demoralizing. It totally can. One of the things that we teach is we teach people how to treat us in a workplace. You know, when it comes to patients, when it comes to team members, they should be welcomed into an environment where you can say, this is what you can expect. And it starts with something as simple as a job description. Here's what we expect. Here's what you can expect. And it starts with, you know, it it starts with job descriptions, but it also goes into systems. The more that you can have this in writing for great team members when they can come to work, the higher chance that they can succeed. Now, what that means to you is that you don't have, you're not walking around as a dentist with this disease in your brain. It's called unstated expectations. Mm -hmm. You thought, I thought we were clear about this. And what happens is it burns in your body when you have this unstated expectation. And the reality is falling short of your unstated expectation. It creates what's called conflict and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. An unresolved conflict ultimately becomes a crisis. So when it comes to expectations, we have to be super clear about what each role is, how things work during the day, and with clarity, you can have more power. What are things other than those I mentioned, Jenny, that you see on a daily basis as you coach great practices around expectations? Yeah, it's it's providing expectations for your teammates. It's also setting clear expectations for your patients, how we, how we expect and accept to be treated um, from our patients on a day-to-day basis. One of the things that you have said so often recently, Kirk, is I love when we have our team meetings now. I love coming to work because I know the rules. I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in the door and you're like, well, who knows what today's gonna be? You're immediately in a place of stress and walking on eggshells. 
Yeah. When you have clear rules, boundaries, expectations are set, you can come in and say like, you know, there might be some struggles today. I might see some difficult patients. I might have to have some hard conversations, but for the most part, 80%, I know what to expect. I know what my day is going to bring and I know how to manage it. Yeah. You're opening up Pandora's, Pandora's box for me because you know, I, I love bringing you as the listener into the conversation. I'll tell you the whole truth. I mean, we're in our 25th year of Act Dental and we're good hearted, good intended people. I mean, we're good people all the way around, I would say. But what happened in the first part of my career was I'm an idea guy. So I would chase new ideas and I would bring new ideas all the time to my team thinking I was blessing them. And some meetings I would run, some meetings I wouldn't run, some meetings I would show up, some meetings we would have a plan, some meetings we wouldn't have a plan. And Barrett said it best. He said the fundamental difference in Act Dental pre, you know, pre the early days and post days are now if you work here, you know exactly what to expect. Every meeting is the same. We stick to a plan. Quarterly, we determine as a team, these are the few, and I do mean few, priorities we're going to focus on. And Kirk, we're going to stay focused on these priorities. Now, it also gives me the liberty to research other things while the entire team is staying focused on one thing or a few things for 13 weeks. But the bottom line is this, every day is the same, but in a good way. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the predictability side, the meetings start and finish in, on time. We follow the same agenda. We talk about the same, we talk about the same things, but things are getting done. And that my friends becomes the fun part is the predictability. Now, one more thing, Jenny, cause you said this in the pre-show gathering and you guys have heard this. I heard Brene Brown speak at the ADA SmileCon. Now, Jenny is a huge fan and Jenny's mm -hmm. a lot smarter than me. So you've been telling me these things forever, but I'm the classic person who's got to go and hear it from someone else. And so I heard Brene Brown. And if you guys haven't heard Brene Brown, you have to hear her talk at SmileCon. It was life-changing. It was one of the best lectures I've ever seen. And she said that we have sufficient data now on one thing that helps mental health. It doesn't fix it. Now we all would agree no one's an expert on mental health. It is a huge challenge. It is a huge, important conversation now. And I actually don't have any solutions for it, but it was great to hear from her saying that we have billions and billions in data points that point to something that helps mental health. You know what it was? It's called boundaries. Boundaries around social media consumption, boundaries around work, boundaries around behavior, boundaries around what we do and what we don't do. Boundaries have been proven to establish, you know, I'm gonna get way outside of the lines. Cognitive, mental, neural pathways. Do you like that? I strung a whole bunch of words together. Good job. Do, do you like that? That was. That sounds kind of impressive. But the it's whole so idea, you start telling yourself a better story around how days work, how they, you know, think about it. If I don't have any rules or boundaries around social media consumption, what I eat, when I sleep, when I work, I just work. That creates a pattern in my brain that tells me I don't have any control. And therefore I tell myself a terrible story about this thing called work. Yep. And you just said the next word, the next thing that we really see as a cause when we don't have boundaries, when we don't have clear expectations, we have a lack of control. Mm. What does that mean? Like, so a lack of control, a lack of control in our days. Like I like those days when we walk in and, you're, and it's like, I'm just along for the ride. Right. I'm saddling in and I hope that it goes okay because I don't have accountability, have no control over my team. 
My patients show up sometimes, pay sometimes, which leads to me not knowing if I have a healthy business, not knowing if I'm going to be, be able to pay my bills, not knowing if I'm going to keep my team members. Am I going to be hiring? All of these things, without the expectations, without the clarity, we get into this place where we have no control. Right. And you're speaking right to my heart because if you own a business, you're a control freak. <laughs> you like to control things. You hope that you can control things. You also learn that you're working with hum humans and you can't control everything. But the lack of control, Jenny, you're so right. The lack of control puts you further into the tailspin. And I was in a great practice. I won't tell you the dentist thing. But I was watching four patients waiting for him. And you know what he said halfway through the morning? I go, how do you do this? He goes, don't worry. I'm an airline pilot. I'm going to make up time. <laughs> and his assistant rolled his eyes at me. And I'm like, wow, now he can do that. He's got superpowers. But for most of you listening, that's not a fun statement, you know, of making up time. And a lot of you have had this thing called lunch and you don't really take a lunch. You see a patient to get caught up. It's called the buffer time. You just use it to get caught up from all the things mm -hmm. you're falling behind on. And you do it Peyton Man does. You say Omaha, Omaha, and you call audibles. And, uh, and that's when you see those things. So having a, you know, some, some, some assemblance of control on a regular day, that's what you need. You don't need, you know, beautiful practices and you need predictability and predictability mm -hmm. comes with control. What else influences burnout? Jenny. One of the really important things is that we have a support system. Mm. We need to have people that we can lean into that we can talk to and say, I'm struggling, or I need an outside perspective, or sometimes just an ear to chat about life. It's really important that we have social support, emotional support around us that we can, people that we can trust and be vulnerable with. Oh my gosh, this could be one of the most important, if not the most important. Think about this, God created us as relational beings. We actually need other people to survive. I mean, that we have to have a social support network, whether it be a coach. That's why I highly recommend, now I'm a little biased, you have to have a coach because the worst person to talk to about your business is yourself. Or therapy, therapy is a wonderful thing. You know, you see a lot of wonderful, healthy people and they'll tell you, therapy was important to me because I was actually able to verbalize some of the things I was experiencing so that they didn't become behaviors that were on healthy. You also need a support network, a social support of other people that do what you do. That's why you have to be in a study club. A study club, a great study club is not about the information. It's about keeping the fire lit and realizing, hey, I'm normal. <laughs> and you have other people that are doing the same things as you are. And they're looking out for you. They have your back. They know you. You feel connected. And it's in sharing that information in proximity. There's power in proximity. Being yep. with other people that you feel like, wow, this isn't so bad. You actually leave a social support network with hope, don't you? Community is so important because we get things off of our chest. And sometimes it's even just right. Other people are going through this. I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. And we learn from each other. Um, talked about Brene Brown earlier. One of my favorite quotes that she has is we can't do it all alone. And we were never meant to. Right. Right. I'm, I mean, we're not supposed to go through this alone. And one of my biggest things that I push with everyone that I coach, doctors, teammates, that I reiterate over and over and over again, 
is that asking for help is a strength. Mm -hmm. It's something that we oftentimes see as a weakness, but saying, hey, I need some help here. Hey, I don't get this. That is a strength that we need to lean into that is going to help us work through stress and not fall into burnout. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the social support thing. And I'll just share a thought. Like during COVID, it was a tough time. A lot of us went inward, you know, and I actually found myself getting sick in a lot of different ways. And then when we came out of COVID, you know, we went back to being together again. And even as a couple, my wife and I, we've been married for 23 years. I can always sense when we're off a little bit and we're no different than any couple listening. Like we're off, like something is off. It's, it usually goes back to get, we got to get reconnected either us or with other people and being around other people that we love. It's always fun to watch what happens afterwards. You know, you have a great dinner with friends or you get together with the family and it's just wonderful. You can see the, the, the after effects last for several days and they compound into other activities, whether it be with a, a team of people, other parents. And so, you know, when you feel off, I think the worst thing you can do is go inward. You know, I like the idea of getting out, being around people that are like-minded. It's, in, it's important to understand those dynamics. And even as somebody who teaches this, I feel when I'm off and I, I got to get back to the basics on this. Now, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's an important study and I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it at the beginning. So, you know, again, we're not making these up. I'm going to post a link to Mayo Clinic actually published a paper on the actual possible causes of job burnout. And we've mentioned a few of them. Another one that's on that list that you'll see is dysfunctional workplace dynamics. Jenny, mm -hmm. you coach a lot of practices. How important this is, is this? This is one of, the, one of the main things that people come to us for, right? My, my culture is falling apart. People are at each other's necks. It's not a good place to be and lack of control unclear expectations not having support not having to people talk to talk with invent to all of these things really result in dis in these dysfunctional workplaces and not really having your purpose having your why and saying these are my values this is what's important to me this is why i come to work when you don't have that solidly in place it's hard to create a really great culture in a really great environment. Yeah. Cultures don't happen. They happen because, you know, somebody set the standard. Somebody was the steward that held it high. And back to Brene Brown, talk about boundaries. One of the things you have to have in any business, heck, any family, is you got to have rules around behavior. And those are what are called values. Those are core values. Now, people get this wrong because, as you already know, we're big fans of core values. Core values are verbs, period. They are verbs in which you demonstrate a verb in a practice. It's a behavior. It's a verb. It's a doing that you bring every single day and somebody is the steward of those verbs. And uh, again, look at, I'm going to post a whole, don't worry if you're not taking notes. We're taking notes for you. There's a wonderful video by Simon Sinek. And Jenny, you and I have talked about it. It's a short video. Mm -hmm. I encourage you, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Go down and check it out. And Simon Sinek 
clearly better than anyone I've ever heard describes why you need a set of values at work and they have to be verbs because they're doing one more thing I'll add to that you know as a father of four kids I try to help my kids understand as they're dating which is a whole nother oh my gosh I don't even know the whole love thing, like love is not an emotion. It's a decision. You know, it's a decision. It's a doing like it's an action. And so like, I think one of the things, even in a workplace, it's like, you can't sit back and say, what am I getting? It's a, it's gotta be a, what am I giving? What am I doing every <laughs> single day? What's the motions? What are the behaviors that we do? Having a dysfunctional workplace can make you hate dentistry. It can make you want to quit. And I'll tell you the first half or the first part of my career, I thought about quitting, you know, the first 12 years, again, it's been 25. First 12 years, I thought about quitting quite a few times. The number one reason was I didn't really control the behavior at the workforce. I let everybody behave because I assumed they would behave the right way. And I'm a wuss. So people come to me and go, I can't, I can't do this with her. Like, I can't believe she, and I would go, okay, don't worry. I'll talk to her. And so I was the wuss and I would go back and forth and back and forth. And therefore I would just support the dysfunctional capabilities of everyone. So how do we, how do we, if I'm as a dentist listening right now and I'm like dysfunctional workplace dynamics, where do I start, Jenny? Yeah. I mean, some of the things we've already talked about having really clear expectations goes a long way towards eliminating dysfunction in your workplace because when i know what's expected of me i can focus on it i can execute it i can ask questions um, one of the most important things is having an environment of psychological safety um, google actually did a study of i believe forty thousand teams and they found that the number one thing that existed in all highly functional teams was an environment of psychological safety. And that means that team members felt safe to make mistakes, be vulnerable, say I need help without fear of retribution from their leaders or their teammates and they felt appreciated. Yeah. So as a leader, let your team members be vulnerable, be vulnerable with them and I'll tell you, you need to appreciate people. Um, saying thank you is free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it and goes a long way. Remember, they're humans. They're not machines. You know, so human, be human beings are not capable of perfection. So mm -hmm. we've had plenty of shows on that to understand that. But, you know, having a healthy environment, you do need the vulnerability of saying, okay, we made a mistake. And then also the trust that goes with vulnerability. Like I'm gonna bring something to you, it's potentially dangerous <laughs> and it could erupt, but I'm gonna trust that when I give this to you, we're gonna be okay, right? Yep, At and this doesn't mean you don't have hard conversations. This doesn't mean you don't engage in real debate and conflict and, and hard, sometimes really hard conversations. Um, in our leadership meetings, we sometimes, we have like heavy conversations and we hash it out but we feel safe to bring our voices to the room and say what we believe. And, and everyone is vulnerable with where they're coming from and what they believe. And, and that doesn't always exist. Yeah, so true. There's mm -hmm. so many, as you can see, there's so many of these components that could be combined. They could influence one another. And our hope by you listening to this podcast, and again, check out the article. Now, Jenny, I, I save best for last because 
I've already talked about my favorite, but this is the one that's probably going to set me off. So in the Mayo Clinic article, the last one of possible causes of job burnout, what is it? Work-life imbalance. What does that mean? Explain that one. Better practice, better life, right? We, it's that work to live and live to work, all of those things. We talk so often about planning our lives first. One of the exercises as coaches that we go through with our teams and our docs every year um, is doing something, filling out something that we call the Better Life Planner, in which they, they look at the entire year ahead of them and plan their year. And the first thing that we plan is our life. Mm-hmm. We plan our time away. We plan our family time. We plan our reset time. It's so important that we give ourselves space to live. The coaches actually do this too at your encouragement, Kirk. I think you actually probably said we have to do this. Um, And Heather now has um, taken up the torch and made sure that as coaches, we all do this. And we sit down and we look at our year and say, hey, during each quarter, I'm going to take some time to step away and to live Yeah, because it's so important. It's so important. You know, one of the things you're going to have team members and you want them to have a life. Now, let me just say this as a dentist. This is where you have to get your thinking the clearest. The warning of this podcast is you're going to listen to what we have to say. And you're going to jump over to another podcast. And the podcasters are going to say the opposite thing. They're going to tell you to work, work evenings. Work and work more. Work more at ops. Get a second facility. Do the evenings. Work 24 hours a day. Like add more, add more, add more. And you know what? they're leading you in a direction that's probably not a wrong direction, but maybe not right for you. When you start to expand your hours and expand your capacity and expand and expand and expand, there's a downside to that. It requires more of you. You don't think it does, but it does. And the cool thing about being a dentist is you can say, I'm done. We have a lot of practices that work controlled hours, which means they work four days a week. Some of them work eight to four or eight to five, and they're done. Some of them work seven to three without a lunch. Some of them work even less than that, and they love their lives. Look, at the end of the day, here's the bottom line. You spend 30% of your life at this thing called work. 30%. Don't up it to 40%. (laughs) Don't. You know, you don't want you didn't go into this profession because you want to be remembered as a wonderful entrepreneur. No, you went into this profession so that you could have a life. You could make a ton of money. You can have a lot of fun. You can serve people with a unique purpose. You can love what you do, but you got to have a life at the end of the day. And having boundaries around work is critically important. So that work life balance, you don't you know who makes the rules? You make the rules. Patients don't make the rules. You know, you can't say, well, this is the only time my patients come in and it's 7 p.m. Don't say that to yourself. When you start to say that, you now have no life because you're serving a patient base that you believe will only come in at their most easiest time of day. You are really good. If you're listening to this, I want you to know one thing. You're really good at what you do. You're in a great profession. You can make the rules. And you can change the rules at any time. And therefore, you can go home and you can have a life. 
This is crazy important, Jenny. When you were talking about like organizing your life, my first thought was, I got this wrong in the beginning when I went and got involved in dentistry. When I was in 24 sitting in these courses, people would say, okay, organize your schedule. They would start with crowns. That's where we would start. Where do your crowns go? You know, where do your bridges go? All that kind of stuff. And what we should start with is, what's your life look like? What time, you know, when do you work out? When do you play with your kids? How many days do you work? And now you can start to go into the further conversation, don't you think? Yeah, I think, you know, you you need to have, to really avoid burnout, you need to have a plan and boundaries at home and at work. At home, it needs to look like quality family time or quality social time with whomever it is that's important in your life. It looks like having a, a schedule for good restorative sleep. It looks like exercise and healthy eating. These are all things that we know scientifically that impact or that impact burnout that we can put into place to help it. At work, it's having a plan. It's saying, these are our expectations. This is what we're gonna focus on. These are our rules. These are the boundaries. And though having those plans at, at work and at home, it works together very beautifully to give you the life that you envision. Yeah, so well said, Jenny. And I, I want to just speak to the whole, you know, our, the point in the article is work-life imbalance. Now, there's a great argument. There's no such thing as balance. And I would kind of agree with that. But let me share with you what that means to me. Nobody has like, oh, I work 50, per, you know, I work 25% of the time. I have 25% of my family, 25% worship, 25% play. Nobody has a life like that. For me, work-life balance or imbalance or having the important things, it's really like what's most important? Boom, it's in. What's next to most important? Boom, it's in. If you haven't read Atomic Habits by James Clear, you need to. Because I think he describes it best. You just figure out what your week should look like. Well, this is when I sleep. I should sleep seven hours a night. Boom, done. This is when I exercise. This is when I exercise best. Boom, done. This is the container work should go in. Boom, done. I should probably go away at least one or two weeks a quarter. Boom, done. I should never work on Saturdays. Boom, done. Now you're starting to create a work-life balance. You don't ever think, gosh, I don't spend enough time at work or whatever. You start to say to yourself, wow, these weeks are the architecture behind the weeks. Makes me feel good. You know, nobody gets everything in. Your job, just like a jar with rocks, pebbles, sand, water, you guys have heard all that. You just got to make sure you get the, all the rocks in, all the pebbles, get some sand in, possibly some water, and then you like the jar. It's a good jar. You don't feel burned out with the jar. I just love it. So any other thoughts, any last thoughts you have, Jenny, on burnout and what a dentist or dental team member can do if they're listening to this podcast? If you're feeling exhausted, not just stressed, but exhausted. Talk to somebody and don't feel like you have to suffer through this alone because there is a way to the other side and there is a better life. There really is. We just have to be intentional about it and we have to plan for it. A great life doesn't just happen. It's something that we make. So be intentional about making it a great life. Brilliant. And when you said the word exhausted, I felt this like burnout creates this exhaustion. You're tired. And I'll tell you, when you're fatigued, you make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. You just do. You make 
really bad decisions. You know, you might sell your practice to somebody because you just burnt out and you now work for someone else and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. You have one too many glasses of wine. I've been there where you're like, I'm just burned out. I want to feel better. Do all that. You say things you can't get back when you're tired, you're burned out. So all of us feel it when we're going there. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you care about things. I'll say that, you know, so you care a lot, but when you're starting to feel that burnout, please know there's unintended consequences that happen further down the line if you don't resolve it. So again, if you're listening, we want to help, you know, and if you're feeling stuck, raise your hand. There are people out there that can help you. It doesn't have to be us. I'm biased because we love this stuff. This is all we do all day long is help dentists not be burned out and create a better practice, better life. But Jenny, if I'm a 32 year old dentist and I'm listening to this and I'm like, I don't know what to do. What do you recommend? Take a breath, think about what's important and find someone that you can talk to for help. Bam, drop the mic. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Denny, thanks for being on. This is, I've loved this. This is such yep. important stuff. So good stuff. And thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, the podcast continues to grow and I've got one word, grateful. Just so much fun because we're going to keep bringing it. We're going to keep bringing great thinkers like Jenny, great coaches, great dentists, great influencers, and give you some information because we want you to enjoy going to work. So keep showing up. Jenny, stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. And uh, we got your back. We're here for you. So until we see you guys next time, you know, keep sending us suggestions. But please know, you walked in the greatest profession ever. And there's a different way. There's a better way to do it. And there's people out there willing to help you. So if you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share with your friends. Keep sending us things because I love the emails. Those are awesome. And until we see you guys next time, or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.